Welcome to Red Carpet Retirement. This podcast is all about helping business owners and those in the entertainment and creative industries secure and protect their financial future. We provide educational stories and specific strategies so you can achieve the red carpet retirement you so richly deserve. Now here's your host, Adam Scott. Hello and welcome to Red Carpet Retirement with your host, Adam Scott. Adam, how are you? Great, Erica. It's great to be with you here once again. Yeah, it's good to be back with you. I just want to let the audience know, if you haven't met Adam yet or you don't know him that well, Adam likes to challenge me. He makes these titles that like are tongue twisters. So I know today we've got the top 10 year-end tax tips. <laughs> and it took me a while to, to, to be able to say that correctly. I'll be honest. Maybe I need more tongue exercises. I'm not sure, Adam. I, I don't right. know. You have any suggestions for me or you're going to keep I'm, giving me really tough titles? I'm, I'm going to do my best. That didn't even occur to me, Eric, but I'll keep it in mind in the future. <laughs> I know. I like the challenge. Please mm -hmm. keep me on my toes. I appreciate that. But the topic is important. I don't care what the title says. The topic is important. Top 10 year-end tax tips. So how do we start this today? So, Eric, as I've said, the number one the the number one tip, the elephant in the room, is the Roth conversion. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get into why it's such a great strategy, when it's a great strategy, and how it works, and why now might be an especially good time. And we're going to tell a great story, and maybe two great stories, of people who got it horribly wrong. Ouch. Yeah, one for not taking action, and one for taking action. Hmm. And of course, it, it, it went horribly wrong for them. So it, it's actually not, it may be a great story, but it wasn't so great for them. And yeah. uh, after we got into that, as, as I mentioned, we're going to get into uh, a four minute roundup at the end of other nine great year end strategies. Okay. So let's, let's start with that Roth conversion. First, I'd like a definition. What, what is a Roth conversion? Right. So, a Roth conversion is converting pre-tax IRA or 401k money into post-tax Roth 401k money, and you have to pay a bunch of tax in doing it. Okay. And to just to set it up a bit more, I think we need to explain to the listeners that retirement accounts basically separate into two buckets. You have your pre-tax retirement accounts that most people are used to, you know, you, you put money in your 401k mm -hmm. or you put money in an IRA and you don't pay any tax on it. You don't pay any tax on it until you take the money out in retirement. Some people don't realize that they are going to have to pay tax one day, right? So you pay the tax in retirement. So that's one bucket of retirement accounts. The other bucket is the Roth accounts. Roth is post-tax. So you pay tax on your paycheck, you put it, say, into your 401k, into your Roth 401k, and you never pay tax on that money again. When you take it out in retirement, you don't have to pay tax on it. Got it. There's, so it's uh, like it's folks that have a Roth IRA that they buy separately from their work, they're just writing a check out of their checking account, which means they've already paid taxes on it when it came to them, right? Right, right, exactly. So it could be, an, it could be a Roth IRA, it could be a Roth 401k. My minor issue here, by the way, not everyone is entitled, is qualifies to put money either into a traditional deductible IRA. Not everybody qualifies for putting money into a Roth IRA. You might earn too much. But everybody who earns money and is a member of a 401k plan can put money into a Roth 401k if it's part of the plan. But 
There are no income limits for saving into your Roth 401k. What about, so for Roth conversion, does it still, does everyone qualify for a Roth conversion or is it the same scenario where if you make too much, you can't even do a Roth conversion? Right. So that's, that's the beauty. That's the kind of loophole that even Bill Gates can do a really? Roth conversion if he chooses to, <laughs> Bill, right? Bill, if you're listening to this, I have a guy that you could talk to about a Roth conversion. <laughs> that, that's right. There's no income <laughs> limits. For some strange reason, they don't allow you to contribute to a little $6,000 Roth IRA, but they do allow you to convert hmm. funds. Okay. All right. So, of course, uh, there are a plethora of other different kinds and names of, of retirement accounts, 401ks, 403bs, SEPs, SIMPLES, IRAs. You have them for individuals, business owners, employees. And we're not going to get into the weeds on all those different accounts. All you need to understand is those two basic buckets. They're either pre-tax or they're post-tax Roth. And, and Roth, for the most part, are post-tax. Well, Roth means post-tax IRA or 401k. Okay. So let me just describe briefly when traditional retirement contributions, pre-tax contributions make sense, because this is going to get into the conversion issue. They make sense when you think that you're going to earn less money in retirement, when you think you're going to be in a lower tax bracket. That was originally why these things were designed, why the 401k, why the IRA was designed. It enables savers to put money away during their working years when they were paying a lot of tax, and they were able to defer that money to retirement and take it out at a very low or even maybe a no tax bracket, right? So that's what we might call tax arbitrage. You are winning the tax arbitrage, saving a lot of tax now, and paying very little tax in the future. So when does a Roth contribution make sense? A Roth contribution makes sense when you think the opposite is going to be true, that you that right now you may be young and you're a barista at Starbucks, right? But maybe you're studying uh, to be a software engineer and you're going to get paid a lot of money in the future or you're going to be an attorney in the future. But you're a barista at Starbucks, not paying a lot of tax. You make a Roth contribution and the tax deduction doesn't matter because you're not paying much tax anyway. Mm -hmm. But when you're retired and maybe you're this wealthy attor retired attorney, you're going to still be in a very high tax bracket. But that Roth is going to come out and you're not going to be paying tax on it because you paid tax at the barista rate decades before. Got it. Okay. All right. In, in fact, Eric, I have a little story on that. My two sons used to be busboys at a Mexican restaurant. And uh, when they were 16 and 17 and we, you know, they didn't make much money. We put that money into Roth IRAs and those Roth IRAs are worth a lot of money now. <laughs> My sons are earning a lot more than they did as busboys. Nice. Yeah. And I'm sure they're pretty happy with that decision. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, th that's when uh, Roths make sense as opposed to traditional retirement accounts. By the way, one other unique benefit of a Roth that we should briefly touch on is the fact with a Roth, you don't have what are called RMDs, required minimum distributions. Now, many people who are getting close to retirement may be familiar with the concept that with a traditional account, the government wants to get its dirty little hands, if I can call them that, on your tax dollars, mm -hmm. right? They've got millions, billions of dollars in this country of taxes wrapped up in those retirement accounts that they want to get their hands on. So you are required at age 72 to start taking distributions so the government can tax you. That is called a required minimum 
distribution. And it starts at about 4% a year. And it's based on our life expectancy. And the government basically makes you take out enough money every year with the intention that by the time you pass away, the account will be pretty much empty. Now, Roth accounts do not require you to do that. So the money can stay there and can keep growing and you can pass it on to your heirs when you choose to completely untaxed. So if you have multiple streams of income, which we've talked about before on this podcast, you, you have multiple buckets that you've spoken about and you don't have to take money out of your retirement account, whether it's traditional or whether it's Roth, if you have a traditional, you're going to be forced. If you, have, if you have a Roth or have done a Roth conversion, what you're saying is that there's no RMDs. And if you don't need that money for your own income, then that just can continue to grow still tax-free. Right. And Absolutely. Because fantastic. those RMDs, if you end up having a big IRA, those RMDs can be significant. I see clients with RMDs of $100,000, $200,000 a year. Oh. Uh, yeah. Added to their other income, they're suddenly paying tax at a very high rate, yeah. which uh, and maybe if they were put a, if they saved when they were young at a lower tax rate, it actually defeats the entire purpose mm. of saving into a retirement account. So how can we avoid this? How can we avoid taking these huge RMDs? That's where we get to the Roth conversion. Okay. As we mentioned earlier, anybody can convert pre-tax money to post-tax Roth. Now, why is this particularly good time? Because it is a particularly good time <laughs> for a couple of reasons. First of all, you, when the markets sell off, and you know if the, the S&P 500 has been down you know, 25% recently, the NASDAQ is down 30%. So a lot of people have been really hit and are pretty uh, despondent about it. But it's actually a perfect opportunity to convert some of that money because look, if you've got an account, let's call it, if you've got a $100,000 account or, or it dropped from 150 and now it's worth $100,000, if you convert that to a Roth, you're paying a lot less tax mm -hmm. than if you, uh, if you were converting a $150,000 account. So the market's selling off, make it a great time to do this. Yeah, because either way, if you're, if you're truly looking at it from the point of the market being down to the market coming back up, if you're converting into a Roth, you still have the opportunity for the market to come back up if it does, but then that growth is tax-free. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Thanks Following for, what for you're laying down here. <laughs> right, right, right. Thanks, Eric. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So the great times to do a Roth conversion are a time like this when the markets have sold off, mm -hmm. but also a low income year. And it's, and with the movie industry, a lot of my clients in the movie industry, and they might have a year where they don't work much, right? Mm -hmm. It could be a perfect time. They might be coming towards retirement. We've got some clients who are coming towards retirement right now, and they haven't claimed Social Security, they haven't claimed their pension, but they've chosen not to work for a year or two. Perfect time, potentially, to do a conversion. I call this the income doldrums. When people are coming towards retirement, then that they start taking it a little bit easier, not working, but they choose not to claim social security or their pension. So there's a time between there where they have a very low income can be perfect for doing a conversion. And you'd want to do it before you start having to take those required minimum distributions at age 72. Got it. Okay. So another great reason why it's so critical for retirees to do this, Eric, is because it also enables us to avoid the widow's penalty. Are you familiar with the widow's penalty, Eric? 
Is that the, does that have to do with social security and how they're basically their social security is cut in half? Or am I that, thinking something else? That, that, that is part of the widow's penalty, but actually the fit I'm thinking about is tax is that a widow ends up being pushed into a much oh, higher tax yeah, rate because they become single instead of married. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's it's heartbreaking. It's, it's heartbreaking. They're dealing with the, you know, the, they're grieving the death of their spouse. They're dealing with all the chaos of having to deal with the administration, the, the, the daily admin they may not have done before. And yeah. suddenly the IRS comes down hard on them. They're paying way more tax than they did. Just as an example, let's say they had $80,000 of taxable income as a couple, and they may well still have that after mm -hmm. their, uh, uh, when their spouse dies. But $80,000 as a as taxable income that's taxable income you could have $110,000 of total income $80,000 of taxable income as a married couple you're only in the 12% tax bracket but the widow is going to be in the 22% tax bracket for that same income and she's not going to have as big a deduction instead of having let's call it a $28,000 deduction where she doesn't pay any tax as a married couple she only gets a $14,000 deduction mm. so she's paying tax on a whole other $14,000. So she's paying a lot more tax. How do we avoid that? We do these conversions while they're in that low 12% tax rate. So when one of them passes away, they're not pushed into a higher tax tax bracket. You just described Uncle Sam as that creepy guy at the bar, right? He's, he's down there in the bar and finds out, oh, her husband died. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to go, hey, baby. <laughs> You know, it's like, yeah, really? I want some of your money, baby. Yeah, right. And it's, it's oh, she's yeah. single now. Uh, right. Yeah. Oh, God, that's yeah. just creepy. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so that's what we what we want to protect people against. I already already mentioned the fact that also, you know, when you're young and you're earning, you're not earning much. That it can be a great time. So let me tell you the story of George and yeah, Mary. Please. So these people, names altered, became clients of mine uh, in around 2011 after. And I discovered that's when he realized that they that they they missed a golden ticket here. So George was a great do-it-yourselfer. He's very good. He's very knowledgeable about this stuff. And like a lot of do-it-yourselfers, you know, they don't know what they don't know, and mm -hmm. and they think they can do everything. Very successful cinematographer, earning a lot of money. Now, when the Roth IRA first came out very smartly, they converted a small IRA belonging to Mary in the early 90s into a Roth. But George also had what's called a SEP. He had a bigger SEP worth about $300,000. And that's a special business owner's IRA, a SEP IRA. Okay. At the time, the rules didn't allow him to convert it. So he might have wanted to convert it, but he couldn't because the rules didn't allow it. What he didn't know is that the rules changed. And at the same time, the financial crisis happened. His $300,000 dropped to $100,000 in 2009. Combined with that, the movie industry went dead from 2008 to 2009. George was completely out of work. He had no income. Mm. So he could have converted that $100,000. He could have done $50,000 in 2008, $50,000 in 2009. He could have paid no tax, right? He comes to me in 2011. I look at it, but it's already rebounding in value and he's working again and he's in the top 
tax bracket. It doesn't make sense to do this when you're in the top tax bracket. Mm -hmm. Today, that IRA has grown to a million dollars. That said, Eric, would you rather have a million dollars of taxable IRA mm. or a million dollars of tax-free money? Here comes that creepy uncle. <laughs> right, right. Hey, a million dollar IRA. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, that's a huge difference. I mean, and, and being in the highest tax bracket, I can't imagine what the taxes on that would be. Yeah. I, I would say it's now worth about the equivalent after tax. If you take that money out, it's, it's like $550,000. Oh, that's half. Yeah. Yeah, with California and uh, the highest tax rate. Yeah. So, That's yeah, almost, almost half because he didn't pull the trigger on something he could have paid very little tax. You know, maybe he would have paid $10,000 back in the day, you know, $20,000, but nothing like the 550000 he's going to owe now. It's going to become even more over time because yeah. it's going to keep growing. I mean, he's a long, he's still got a long run uh, road ahead of him. Yeah. Well, so let, you started that with you don't know what you don't know. Right? right. And that's why you do these podcasts is because we don't know and, and, and people out there need to learn this stuff. So I appreciate what you're doing. Right. So now let me, so that's the story of someone who didn't do something who should have done this. Now I'm going to get into somebody else and they may or may not have had an advisor help them with this. But if it was, it was an advisor who didn't know what they were doing. This somebody who did take action, but did it the wrong way. This is the story of Walton Miriam. So they, Walt and Miriam, were retirees. They wanted to avoid the widow's penalty, but they were overly aggressive with their conversion. Huh. They converted too much money, and they did it also, just to make matters worse, they did it in the year that they sold some real estate. So their income was pushed up higher in that year, and they didn't realize this, or they forgot about it when they were doing their conversion. And as a result, do you know, can you guess what happens, Eric, if you convert too much? What happens? A couple of bad things happen. Well, I assume that if you're converting too much, then you're pushing yourself up into a higher tax bracket it would be the biggest one, right? That That is it. And then there's another thing that kicks in is the Medicare Part B penalty. Uh, so the Medicare Part B penalty, because they're on Medicare and they're now paying an extra $400 a month in Medicare Part B payments because Medicare looks back and says, oh, you earn a lot of money, right? Because you did this Roth conversion, you did a lot, it pushed you into a high tax bracket. When your income is high enough, Medicare makes you pay more money. So they will- they reverse that? No, they can't reverse it. There are times you can reverse it. This is not one of the reasons. This is but, not one of the reasons why you can reverse it. I mean, can you can you- can can Medicare be corrected? I guess no, no, oh, no, 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 no. So it's four hundred more a month for the rest of their life. No, no, for the next for the next year or two, it's going to be four hundred. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Still then it then it'll drop off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then it'll drop off. Yeah, mm. but yeah, they they could have more carefully navigated that to make sure yeah. that didn't happen. Yeah. So that's the story of Walton Mir Miriam. So now, Eric, exciting. We're almost at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we, we're into a four-minute roundup, unless okay, you have so anything that's it else. for Roth conversions for now, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, unless you have anything else well, you wanted to ask. Or again, I don't even know what questions to ask. There's so much there. There's so much more that you could cover, and you could probably do two or three more podcasts on this. But I know that we're going to give contact information and, and, and a call to action at the end for those that want more information. So, yeah, let's get on to the, uh, the, the speed round. Great. Okay. Here we go. 
because the market is down, another great strategy, harvest losses. Harvest losses in your investments. Again, don't do this without help unless you really know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But this is a great opportunity that will help you potentially save taxes later. I'm not going to go into it too much. I just want to give some headline bullet points. Uh, Also, when you harvest losses, it can also offset some of your actual earned income. Defer your income. If you're in the movie business and uh, you're expecting a paycheck that you invoice, right, for for income, ask if it can be put off till January if you think you're going to be in a lower tax year in January. So anybody who can defer their income, ask to get paid in January. If you're in a higher tax year this year, then you're likely to be next year. Also, if you think you're going to be in a higher tax year this year, bunch and pull forward and maximize your tax deductions. Think about everything. Pull it back. Now, for many people, by the way, the standard deduction is so high right now, it doesn't make sense to to, uh, do deductions, right? But to itemize anymore. However, if you are itemizing and if you have enough deductions, pull forward everything you can. One of the things, of course, that you can do is charitable contributions and mm-hmm. bunch your charitable deductions. You know, instead of giving money this year and next year, if this is your high income year, do it all this year. Okay. Potentially, I'm not going to get too much into this, but give money to a, create a donor advice fund. Put that money into a donor advice fund. Probably something I've got to talk about on another mm-hmm. podcast or talk to your advisor, talk to your financial advisor about creating a donor advice fund. Okay. However, one thing you've got to be careful of, if you're going to do this, if you're a high earner, beware of the alternative minimum tax, because that might stop you from being able to take some of these exemptions. So if you're a high earner, talk to your CPA and your financial advisor to make sure you can benefit from the strategies I just talked about. All right. What's Uh, next? Two minutes uh, to go. Okay. Contribute the maximum to your retirement accounts. Check your 401k. Check your pay stub. Make sure you've maximized it. Next, if you've got kids, avoid the kiddie tax. Make sure that that your child has no more than $2,300 in investment income. Next, if you're retired and you're getting RMDs, required minimum distributions, make sure that you've taken your required minimum distribution or you'll get a 50% penalty Mm. plus tax. Oh, jeez. Next, if you're retired. (laughs) Yeah. Next, if you're retired with your required minimum distribution, instead of taking it as an RMD, consider a QCD, a qualified charitable distribution. So you can send that money. You've got to do it with your financial advisor or your financial institution. Have the money go directly to your favorite charity, and it will never hit your tax return, and you'll never pay tax on it. Mm. Whereas right now, if, you, if a retiree gives that money to the charity, they probably are not getting a tax break on it. So if gotcha. you take that RMD and then give it to the charity, you're being taxed on the RMD and you're not getting a, a tax break if it comes through your bank account. But if it goes directly to them, you never pay tax on it. Awesome. Lastly, watch your flexible spending accounts and make sure you've used up that money because otherwise use it or lose it when it comes to the flexible spending accounts. That's for your medical bills. If you have one, you'll know you have one. Just a reminder, make sure to use up that money. Phew. Okay. Got it done. (laughs) All right. So how can people find out more? Right. So, you know, we've really breezed, breezed through this and yeah, I can't go into the weeds on Roth conversions. There's a lot of rules and limitations and all of those different bullet points. So come to our website, 
we're going to put the document, we're going to put our top 10 tax tips to ask your financial advisor on our website. Mm. Go to our website, download it, and then bring it up with your financial advisor and make sure that you're taking advantage of all these things and they can get into the weeds with you. They can tell you whether or not it applies to you. They can tell you the the landmines, as I call it, to be careful of and, and the pros and cons. So it's really important. And then especially with the Roth conversion, please don't perform this stunt at home by yourself, right? Just like the jackass TV show, right? That, that when they're doing backflips off the roof into the swimming pool, you really need them. to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were professionals. You need professional guidance to do a lot of this stuff. So yeah. reach out to us. As I say, uh, there's lots of limitations. We can't get into the weeds or talk with your tax advisor and financial professional to determine if a Roth conversion and these other strategies are right for you. Yeah, well, here's the thing, Adam. I, I appreciate you saying that. I think that's fantastic. I appreciate you providing the, the resources for the listener. But I would even say, and this is my opinion, this is Eric's opinion, not Adam's opinion. If your advisor isn't bringing these things up to you by the end of the year, you should be looking for a different advisor right? Sure. Take this to your advisor, ask them the questions, make sure it's something that fits or it's right for you, but they should be bringing up strategies to you to help you save taxes anyway. So that's my two cents. If you're new to the podcast, by all means, and you don't have an advisor, I mean, you've got one in Adam that you can reach out to. So Adam, I appreciate how humble you are. You never ask for business. You're just like, here, here's information, here's education, take it, use it as best you can. And if you need some guidance, then, then reach out to me. I, I forgot the middleman. Just reach out. <laughs> so how do they how do they reach you? Great, right. Well, thanks a lot, Eric, for saying this. I really appreciate it. So they can reach out to me. The best way is probably to go to the website, www.wellacrewealth.com. Also, they can call us on 310-220-4946. That's 310-220-4946. Mr. Scott, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Always great doing this with you, Eric. You bring so much to the table. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, I, I feel like I'm taking everything from the table. I get the education and, and, uh, and, and the fun. So thank you again. And of course, our last thank you always goes to the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Red Carpet Retirement Podcast with Adam Scott. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Adam comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Wellacre Wealth, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Wellacre Wealth Management, LLC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. Content should not be considered as legal or tax advice, nor is it intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor and consult with your own legal and tax professionals before taking any action.